Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. How about a cold one on the patio during a nice spring day? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. You're listening to DraftKings Network. This is the GM Shuffle. I think the Barkley situation and this running back situation is really explains the NFL perfectly. It's always just the player for the fans, and it's never the player in the contract. You're listening to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and VSIN. Here is Femi Abebefe. Welcome to another edition of the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and Visa. And I'm your host, Femi Abebefe. As always, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Our producer, Elliot Bowman, with us on the ones and twos. Michael, we have a lot to get to in the NFL, but big night in the association. We're both basketball fans. We're football junkies, yeah. but I think we're basketball fans, and we could have a title winner coming up later this evening. I just don't understand how we didn't have a game on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. Like, I, I don't get, like, who's making the schedule in the NBA? Like, why do we have to have an 8.30 kick on Monday night? Like, why can't we have this Sunday at 7 o'clock on the East Coast, you know? Look, I know nobody's working around my bedtime, but, I mean, it's seriously, <laughs> Femi, come on now. I mean, give me a break here, right? They're trying to stagger their schedule to where if they had a game seven, it'd be on a Sunday and and all that I stuff. Get it. But, yeah. I get it. If they don't want to, they don't want to end it on a. So take it. I, I don't mind it if they went Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. But like Monday, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I get Monday Night Football. That was great. All that I, I wrote about it in the new book. But Jesus Christ, I mean, can't we have a break here? I mean, it, it felt like, a little empty know, yesterday. It did, didn't it? It did. It felt like weird. I mean, look, I I, I, I can't know what's going to happen once we get past, you know, the basketball and then we're fully, you know, we're we're even going to be out of Buzz Lightyear season, too. Think about that, Femi. I mean, Camille, by the end of this week, our, every team goes on vacation and there goes Buzz Lightyear's. We're done. Buzz Lightyear season's done. NBA, NHL season's done. I mean, there's baseball that's going on if you're into that. Uh, I keep tabs on that just ever so slightly, but man, yeah, it's it's getting to that season where it's it's read it, read up on books, catch up on TV shows. I know that you have a lot of books and shows that you're watching, and I guess that's the time to go ahead and do all that activity. Maybe take a vacation yeah, too. Mean, it, yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> what vacation? I mean, you know, it's funny. It's uh, it, it's vacation is doing what you love, right? I mean, yeah. you know, just do it in a warmer weather. I think that's the thing. So, no, my vacation will be when my sons come back with their families and spend some time, so that'll be good. And we'll do some grilling. We'll get you over for one day, Femi. We'll, we'll Once you're, you know, over for one of those tomahawks, you can sit out back Man. and all that. Man, kudos to you. Uh, Bill Berman tweeted it out on Saturday evening. I saw it. It came across my timeline. I'm like, look at Lombardi on the grill. Got the charcoal going. Three tomahawks on the grill. Man, you guys are eating yeah. good Saturday evening. Well, yeah, we don't miss a meal. That's why we're so fat. Yeah, and, you know, and then whatever Millie makes is unbelievable. So, yeah, we're doing good. It's all good. Life is good. I, I cannot complain. I, I, I am. Uh, I pinch myself every day. I'm thankful to the people that listen to this pod, that yes, watch sir. our shows, 100%. and to enjoy the life that we have. You know, and you get the chance to talk about football all the time, the sport you love, and talk about leadership. Matt Selman, I thought was great last oh, yeah. week. Got great feedback on him. I'm definitely going out to that writing room and, and sit there and watch him create the Simpsons and do all those things. So it's a powerful time. Hopefully they'll get that writer strike handled. So yeah. 
you know the, the the quote that you just said there about vacation is doing what you love i, I so like just res that resonates with me because i feel like i've been working my whole life to like get to a point where i, I want to do something that i love i love football i want to talk about football for a living and now that I do that, and like my fiance, she and I love her to death, obviously, but she's like, "Oh, we gotta take a vacation. We gotta do this. We should go here." I'm like, "Dude, I I love my my routine. I love my job. Yeah. Like, like I don't like I, when I go on vacation, I miss doing this. And maybe that makes me a crazy person, but it's like this is a lot of fun, man. So I mean, yeah, summer. I'm yeah. gonna take a vacation coming up in July. Spoiler alert: I'm gonna have to go for a week, otherwise I might get killed. So I will be gone for a week. But I'm like, man, I, this is all, this is a lot of fun, you know." You know, it's funny because when you work for Al Davis, he used to say to you all the time, oh, fuck, kids, you know, oh, oh, you, you can't work in the NFL. You've got to live in the NFL. You just can't come in and out like you please. This is a lifetime. And I think anytime you achieve, you know, it's not that you, you, you can achieve what you want to achieve when you focus your full attention on the subject matter at hand. And, yeah. you know, we wrote about this for the daily coach today about being able to understand you've got to get great before you become famous, you know? Uh, and I think oftentimes what happens in our lives is people just become famous for doing something stupid. A guy wins the billion dollar ticket in California. Now he's famous, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't do anything. He just got lucky, you know? And so, you know, to me, I think that that search of greatness or as Tom Peters wrote about in search of excellence, I think that's really what fuels you. I mean, it certainly fuels Robert Carroll and Robert Gottlieb in the in the documentary yeah. Turn Every Page. Those guys are trying they're fighting against time, time with with their livelihood. And yet they don't cut a corner. To me, that's powerful. And it's the same thing. I think if you have that like young coaches, every young coach in America is trying to get to another level as opposed to just getting great at what they do. And that other level will come when you get great. No, I think that's really great advice there. I know there's coaches that listen to the podcast. We see you guys. We know you're out there subscribing and rating and all that stuff and reviewing. But I think that's a great lesson for just not people who are just in the football world, but just in any walk of life, whatever industry that you might be in. Hey, you got to love what you do, and you can't become famous until you are actually great or at least legitimately famous. So, I mean, there's other ways around it, but you know we don't need to get into all of that. Uh, let's talk about some people who are great, and let's talk about – the running back market as it pertains to New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley. This weekend, he was out in your old neck of the woods there, Jersey City, New Jersey, with the Saquon Barkley Youth Football Camp. And the media, for the first time, got a chance to speak with Saquon Barkley since he hasn't been at Giants OTAs. And Barkley confirmed with the media that he will be missing the Giants' mandatory minicamp. He has not yet signed the franchise tag tender, so there will be no fines for Saquon Barkley. But this is something that's starting to pick up steam as we're kind of about five, six away from training camp here. Yeah. I mean, I think to me, Femi, you know, this is when you franchise a player, Pollard signed his as a, as a thing. I mean, look, mm -hmm. Saquon's a really good player, and I think he's improved his game. When he first came in the league, he couldn't pass protect worth a darn. And that really affected him because when he was on the field, everybody knew it was run. You know, and I think he's improved his ability. I mean, he had 57 catches last year. You know, he had 91 as a rookie. But a lot of that was he was getting the ball. Everybody knew he was getting the ball. His protection, once people figured out he couldn't really pass protect, they attacked him. But this is a market. I mean, this is not a reflection of Barkley. And I've said many times, I think you have to pay a weapon. But there's to me, this is supply and demand. This is just basic economics, right? And you've got all these running backs in the marketplace that are not getting paid, and yet they're really good players. You know, how much of a difference is Dalvin Cook to Madison? There's a difference, but I think what Minnesota was saying, there's not that much of a difference. And we got Madison on a better contract. 
I think the Barkley situation and this running back situation is really explains the NFL perfectly. We all, the fans, we all look at the player. And teams look at the player in the contract. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's always just the player for the fans, and it's never the player in the contract. The Giants have spent a really good portion of this offseason trying to get their cap back into order because it's been a disaster because they've been overpaying for guys and doing things that they shouldn't have done. And they've gotten, and now as they look back on their year, I mean, they're going to get through it next year. I think by this time next year, they'll be in really good cap shape, you know, and they'll be able to figure out what they want to do with their team. So to me, you know, they can't make a mistake here and they can't do another bad contract like they've done. Because when, when you go through all the variables, they should have about $34 million of cap room. Now, that doesn't count Barkley's contract in it next year, which will give them a lot of ch- an opportunity to improve their football team. Well, let's get into the financials of this thing here because Saquon Barkley has talked about, hey, like I want the new deal. But in his own words, when he spoke with the media, here's what he had to say about the deal that he's looking for and why this is the situation that is with the New York Giants and the contract impasse that they have with their all-pro running back. But what I will say about the running back market and the value of it, um, what do you think is going to happen? You know, they tagged the top three guys. We didn't get a chance to hit the open market. So when we don't get a chance to hit the open market, it hurts a guy like Miles. It hurts all those other guys. Um, they put the cap at 10. And then when they have the tag, they have all the leverage. And that's the reality of it. But there is a, bit, there is a personal side of it, too. When you talk about the New York Giants, um, you know, I think even Pierce came on and said it. Uh, I, I have a lot of respect in this league, and I think that's how it should be viewed. The word that kept coming up when he was talking with the media, and that's just a condensed version of the clip, is about two and a half minutes or so, but he kept saying respect. And that's something that you've talked about with money. It's like, hey, why don't some guys take less? Because it's, they feel like there's that not that respect in the locker room when they're supposed to be the guy and they're taking less money here. I, I, I thought Saquon was pretty open and honest about what the situation was, and it seems like he's kind of just like, hey, we'll figure it out when we get there. Well, I think, you know, look, respect comes from the marketplace. One thing about the National Football League, it is a system of economics, right? So Mm -hmm. whatever the reason that people are so interested in tagging running backs or tight ends, for example, is because those numbers haven't gotten extended to a ridiculous amount. If the tag cost you $20 million on a running back, do you think they would have tagged Barkley? No. No. You know, if the tag would have been – $15 $15 million for a tight end. Do you think they would have tagged Devin Ingram? No. But the tag is lower. Now, the tag isn't something that the owners just put in place. The tag is a reflection of the other contracts that are done. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you sit there and you see that Nick Chubb averages, you know, what he averaged, $12.5 million per year, that goes into the number. McCaffrey's contract, that goes into the number, and that's where they come up with this. And for financially, if the Giants – want to keep Barkley, they tag them because it helps them. If they extend them and pay them 15, 20, 15, 16 million a year, they're paying more than they have to. That's economics. And that's the mistake you can say that the Cowboys did with Ezekiel Elliott, paying him that contract when he held out and give him that big deal. Now, three, four years later, he's on the open market, not even with the team there. But I, I do think yeah. I, I feel for these guys in a sense, and I get what you're saying about the economics of it, but I do feel for the guys at the position because it's not their fault. They happen to play the position that's the most violent position in the league. That is also probably maybe the most replaceable position in the league. When you're talking about skill sets compared to what guys might be making, 
you're just kind of in a tough spot when you're running back. And like Saquon Barkley says, we don't have a whole lot of leverage. No, they don't. You know, and look, Miles Sanders made it to the open market. What did yeah. Miles Sanders end up making? What did he get? Six point three million per yeah, year on an average. Wasn't that great? I mean, he didn't get a he didn't get a big contract. So you know, I mean, I think to me, the Giants are showing great respect and loyalty to Barkley by franchising him. I think most people would have just said, "Okay, Saquon, go out there and take us back, give us back, give us a chance to match, see what you get in that open market." I think they're showing tremendous respect putting $10 million on him. Same thing with Josh Jacobs. I mean, look, he's a great player. Josh Jacobs, I didn't realize how good he was in the passing game until last year where they started utilizing him. That set a different mindset in his, and to me, in his, his ability. Yeah, like these running backs, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, those are guys that are looking for those extended deals right now. They have been franchise tag, have not yet signed those tethers. We're going to get into what Josh Jacobs tweeted earlier this weekend as well because he put out a nice little cryptic tweet. It's cryptic tweet season right now, Michael. I don't know if you know or not. But Josh Jacobs has a tweet. We'll examine that, and we'll talk more about Barkley and the Giants dynamic on the other side. But let's take a quick break here on the GM Show. All right, anytime you're on the golf course, you always hear the phrase, hit it long and hit it straight. Well, as somebody who's a novice to the game of golf, a new person, I wanted to make sure I had the best equipment possible. So, as a novice golfer, I went and hit up our friends over at PXG because they have an all-new driver called the Black Ops. I mean, my man Chris over in Henderson has hooked me up with a phenomenal driver that's built to my game. My new game that doesn't really do much of anything on the course, but it has what I need in terms of the club head speed and the kind of grip that I need to go out there and be the best to my ability. I mean, this is music to ears to any golfer, whether you're a novice like myself or if you've been playing the game for decades. The PXG Black Ops driver is a breakthrough in driver technology. It's a complete and total victory in golf club engineering unlike anything you've ever seen before. Black Op drivers are adjustable to deliver a combined MOI of 10,000 plus for unreal forgiveness. That's just ridiculously high. So what you got to do Go check out the PXG Black Ops Driver. You'll be as impressed with it as I am. Learn more and get free shipping on all equipment at pxg.com slash gmshuffle and use code gmshuffle at checkout. That's pxg.com slash gmshuffle, code gmshuffle for free shipping on all equipment, pxg.com slash gmshuffle, code gmshuffle. You're listening to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and VSIN. Here is Femi Abebefe. The word leverage will be used quite a bit, I'm sure, within the folks who cover the New York Giants, the folks who cover the Las Vegas Raiders when it comes to Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. And Saquon Barkley did not scoff at the idea of perhaps maybe withholding his services and sitting out portions of the season to get what he wants. Now, I don't believe him, at least as we sit here on June 12th, I think he'll end up playing, but that, I guess, is some sort of a play that you could have if you're in that spot, but then it goes back to our old buddy Le'Veon Bell and how that kind of worked out, and uh, that didn't really, we, we've now since heard he has regrets going ahead and doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think to me, Saquon's too smart, and he already understands he has no leverage. I mean, yeah. every time, and, and here's the here's his bigger issue, right? So, if he holds out and he's not, and he comes in late and he gets hurt, and he doesn't have a good season, that that doesn't help him in the next year. Nope. So everything is kind of against him. 
you know, and if he's out of shape, well, he won't be because yeah. he works hard. But, you know, the thing is, if he gets an injury, I think what, what we don't always equate to is the guys that spent. I mean, I think Debo Samuel mentioned this the other day about how his contract really affected his conditioning, affected his, his performance last year, which he thought was horrible. I thought it was a really an, an honest answer that he gave because he didn't devote the, the, the energy and the focus he needed to, and it didn't result in a good year. The, it's no coincidence that off-season work habits and dedication translates into good season. It also translates into perhaps avoiding injury. Mm-hmm. And I think when you take down this slippery slope, look, I get he doesn't want to come to minicamp. I get he doesn't want to come to OTAs. I got that. But to me, you're a football player. Football players have to demonstrate they have unique skills. And holding out isn't going to get him anything but lose money. I mean, holding out, once he, to me, once he holds out, he then, believe this or not, Femi, he then does the team a favor. Mm. Because every week they pick up cap room. Oh, no, that's interesting. Because if, if you hold out for each one of those weeks, you're talking about in the regular season, correct? Not in like the training camp? Right. The, yeah, in the regular so, season. So if yeah. he holds out, he gets $17 million spread out over 18 weeks, okay? Mm-hmm. So er, – so he misses four games. So that's four game checks out of the $10 million that get put back into it, right? So mm-hmm. it's not like an injury where if you get an injury, I don't get a refund on your money. And we all know these running backs could get injured at any time. So if he wants to hold out, if I were talking to Saquon's agent and he wants to hold out and he wants to miss time, look, you're doing us, the, you're doing us a favor. Will we miss him in a game? Oh, absolutely we're going to miss him. But we're used to missing players. I mean, we have injuries. So if you want to hold out for seven weeks, no worries. It gives me money back. We're going to keep going because that's what the NFL is. We keep going. We'll find a way to win games. We may not win them. As, as as we would easier with you here, we would love to have you. Yeah. But we'll work around this. And not only will we work around it, we'll pick up cap room. Remember, team seek player and cap, cap number. Well, let's talk about how the Giants would be affected by this if he were to hold out. Like We don't think it's going to happen. That's something that he hasn't ruled out. But that's just one of the talking points and one of the things that might happen due to this contract negotiation. I thought it was interesting what Saquon said. We didn't play it in the clip, but it's out there on Twitter. I think the SNY Giants are the ones that put it out there. But he mentioned how people referenced the stat of the last six or seven Super Bowl teams, the leading rushers had like 800 yards and were late-round draft picks and weren't these high-priced guys. But then his kind of counter to that was, well, two of those teams were the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Like, like, we don't have Patrick Mahomes on the New York Giants. He wasn't even throwing shade at Daniel Jones. He was just saying, hey, like, <laughs> he's not that caliber of quarterback. So, like, we can't well, do what the Chiefs like <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, he got paid like it. That's a whole other deal. We don't need to get, to get into that. Oh, but, but you know, Daniel Jones' contract's not going to affect anybody. And here, and here he is saying it, right? Daniel Jones, here it is Barkley saying it in the most yeah. polite way he could say it, right? He, he was apologizing for it right after he said it. He's like, I'm not throwing shade at Daniel Jones, but, like, if we're being honest – like we can't follow the Chiefs model because we don't have that caliber of quarterback. I'm valuable to this team, similar to how Derrick Henry is valuable to the Tennessee Titans. Like, like, how do you think that would factor into these negotiations to where if you're the Giants, clearly you know that you need him with the quarterback that you have, but you also can't get irresponsible and start paying him like $12 million a year. I think the thing you have to do is you say, okay, we have Matt Brenda behind him. That's not going to be good enough. So we'll sign Kareem Hunt. If he wants to hold out, we'll just sign Kareem Hunt. I mean, one thing you learn in the NFL is life goes on. It goes on. There, It waits for no one. So we'll sign Kareem Hunt. 
and, and we'll sign him on a one-year deal with a lot of incentives and give him a chance, and he can come in here and be the guy. Well, well, is he as good as Barkley? No. How much of a decline is it from Barkley? I mean, so say say Barkley's a a six seven player and, and Hunt's a sixty three. Okay. I mean, you know, yeah. look, we got to win by it with a team. We, we're not going to win. One player doesn't win a game. Mm-hmm. One player doesn't win a game, and and let's be honest. I mean, the the Derrick Henry model's hard to duplicate. It's hard to duplicate. Yeah, no, definitely, it's hard to. Do. I mean, I'm surprised that Henry's been able to keep chugging along the way he has with the amount of carries I mean, he's most had of the in his time. Years. Backs that carry over 300, 300 carries, the next year they're not the same. Yeah. So, you know, that they always have a decline. This kid's been uniquely uh, endure, been able to endure. And even though he's gotten hurt at times and he's missed some games, it's just still, he's still a powerful force. But you can't, you have to devote your offense to that. I mean, what Barkley's saying is partly true, mm-hmm. but they're not, they don't devote their offense to that. I mean, they don't throw the ball down the field. Daniel Jones averaged six nine a carry, but they don't come in and three tight ends and say, "Okay, we're going to power you back here." They, they're trying to mix and match and do some different things. Kareem Hunt would fit in good. I mean, if you don't take that attitude, then then all of a sudden you're going to cave. Yeah, that's the desperation attitude that we talked about. Like, hey, you don't want to be paying people when you're desperate because you're like, "Oh my God, like, what will we do?" There's always an alternative out there, especially with the position where we've seen guys have a lot of success. And I don't think, like, I think. The issue is that we come to a head that people will say, like, oh, running backs don't have value. Like, I think running backs have value. I think there's just a lot of really good ones. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, we, have a, we have a lot of really good ones. And you can kind of sometimes pick up the slack here and there. And, and at that position, maybe rob Peter to pay Paul. Like, you can kind of do that yeah. with running back. You can't pay everybody. You're going to have to cheat somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to have to kind of cut a corner somewhere. You know, the Falcons decided to not cut a – they wanted to pay more. They had two good running backs on their team, and then they had Cordell Patterson, who they're paying. And then they said, oh, no, no, we're going to get one more. Double like, down. I mean, I think that's a little <laughs> – that's a little that's a little strange to me, but that's what yeah. they think. They think that's what's going to win football games. Yeah, maybe they'll run three tight ends to get Kyle Pitts out there, inline blocker. We know that'll work out pretty well. Uh, yeah, that'll work out well. <laughs> Josh Jacobs, though, in Las Vegas, he tweeted – and I talked about how this is cryptic tweet season. This was the tweet from Jacobs. He said – Sometimes it's not about you. We got to do it for the ones after us. Now, who knows what he's talking about? I'm assuming he's talking about the contract negotiations and everything going on there. Maybe he's quoting a lyric or something from a song that he likes. But this Josh Jacobs situation, what's the latest with it with the silver and black? And do you think that we're also going to see Josh Jacobs missing minicamp and maybe dragging this thing into training camp as well? Well, they've already had mini camps, so I think he's missed that. Already. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so there, yeah, there's I mean, okay. he's not signed. He's not under con- He's not doesn't sign the tender. So yeah. Look, I, I think, I think to me the philosophy of we we do for those who before we have to settle, and help those that come after us. I think that's an admirable philosophy, mm-hmm. uh, especially in an organization where you believe that culture and history matter and it's a sense of belonging, but it doesn't apply to economics. I mean, you know, your contract. Uh, you you have to do what's best for you at the right time because that's typically going to be better for the group, right? So mm-hmm. Mahomes didn't take all the money. He did what was best for him and his team, right? So and that may not that may have hurt some of the quarterbacking marketplace, but it didn't hurt it didn't hurt him. And I think Jacobs is saying all the right things to his fellow running backs, but it's really not going to help him. He has he can't control the market because nobody's going to pay this. 
again, it goes back to your point. There's too many running backs. Look, I think Jacobs is fabulous. And he went from being a guy that they weren't even, they didn't pick up the fifth year to being one of their best players. Think about that. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how much he changed their mind. But still, it still comes down to don't take this personal, Sonny. This is business. Like This is very, very about there's a large supply. It's $10 million. We've carved it out. Unless we could do a, a long-term deal. You know, Henry, they did a long-term deal. Henry didn't make all the money on that long-term deal. Mm-hmm. Which of these guys do you think is most likely to get paid first? Is it Barkley or is it Jacobs? I think it's Pollard. Mm. Whoa, curveball. You think Dallas will do a long term extension? It's dynamic. I think if if be Pollard under maybe if he understands it, I mean I think Jerry's got to be a little gun shy to go pay a running back again. Yeah. But Pollard, you know, Pollard makes them a good team. I mean, he gives them explosiveness. Not that Barkley doesn't, and not that Jacobs doesn't, because Jacobs a really good player. But I think when you look at the Raiders, they'll be in even better cap shape next year as they kind of clear out some of these cap issues that they've had too. I think that's the other thing people don't always equate into some of these decisions is how does this impact our cap next year? I think the Giants have really tried under uh, their new regime to do a better job in that area. You know, if they you know if they followed the Philadelphia model, is to be able to to make sure that we're not going to overpay in areas for replacement guys. Pollard is an interesting name because looking at his production in his first four seasons, he's got a lot of, like, there's not a whole lot of wear on those tires. I mean, his rookie season, 86 carries. Second year, 101 carries. Third year, 130. Last year, 193. That was the biggest workload that he had. So it's not like you're getting a running back who, oh, he has 1,200 carries right now. It's like you have to figure out whether we need to pay him or not. Do you think that Dallas would give him a long-term extension this offseason? I know because he's already signed the tender, but they have until July 17th to work out a long-term deal. There are two numbers with Pollard that make me say what is 8.6 yards per average per catch is second his third year in the league, and last year he averaged 9.5. That, to mm-hmm. me, is why you're going to pay him. Because if he can do that, if he can get that to 9.5, then he's impacting the passing game, which is scoring points. Right, mm-hmm. that scores points. The guy scored twelve touchdowns last year. You know, average over. He's the last two seasons. He's at three of his four seasons. He's averaged over five yards a carry. Yeah. So that to me is now. I think he's got to be realistic. Are they going to pay him what McCaffrey makes? I doubt that. No. But I think if they would pay him in the right number, I think they. I think he's a valuable guy. He's only twenty five years old. Yeah, he's pretty young still, and he's an explosive runner, that's for sure. And I'm curious to see how he does now with being, like, the lead guy because he was always the change of pace guy. Zeke Elliott was the the starting running back, but Pollard was the better one at at least at last season. But now he's going to be in the lead role. We'll see how he does, but he definitely is an explosive player. Made the Pro Bowl a year ago. He has to rehab that fibula injury, but he says he should be all good to go by training camp. On the other side, I wanted to talk to you about Dalvin Cook because he has officially been released by the Minnesota Vikings. We're going to try to find a landing spot for Dalvin Cook, and maybe he factors into this thing with the New York Giants and Las Vegas Raiders as well as a potential lingering piece along with Kareem Hunt. This is the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi. 
The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. I mean, the second round of the playoffs have been absolutely phenomenal, and if you really like a team, you can bet on them for the futures markets, maybe some conference finals MVPs as the conference finals approach, or how about NBA finals MVP? And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHUFFLE. That's code SHUFFLE for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, see dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the GM Shuffle with Michael Lombardi, presented by DraftKings and VSIN. Here is Femi Abebefe. Well, insider Michael added again earlier this offseason, like what, two, three months ago, you talked about this Dalvin Cook situation. The Vikings looking to move on and not saying that Dalvin Cook was available. And then last week, we find out the Minnesota Vikings release Dalvin Cook officially. So the Pro Bowl running back is now on the open market for any team to sign. Minnesota is going to go ahead and move forward with Alexander Madison. Cook is a player, though, that I know that you like a lot and you like what he can do in the running game and also in the passing game. What's the market out there for him? And, I mean, after six seasons in Minnesota, he was clearly a productive player. But as we've been talking about, Miles Sanders on the open market didn't get a whole lot of money. Barkley is fighting with his team to get some money. Jacobs is fighting with the Raiders to get his some money. Like, it's, it's tough out there for a running back. It really is. And, you know, they, and this is a kid that, you know, has, you know, he's, he's been able to fight through, you know, injuries. I mean, he plays, you know, 17 games last year after, you know, most of the time he had not been able to finish the season. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when he was humming good three years ago, he was at nine, eight per catch. You know, he had, he had 63, 63 targets, 53 catches, 9.8, you know, that that's kind of what you want. And then they, then he got paid. And then that last year he was down to seven, six, you know, and Barkley's was, was, I think, 6'4 last year. I mean, to me, that's the number you should focus more on than any other number. His average per attempt, you know, was 4'4". Four, four. So there is, like, you see this. I mean, if you're Minnesota, you're saying, okay, he's 27 years old, soon to be 28. He averaged five yards a carry three years ago. He's down to 4'7", down to 4'4". Four, four. You know, so the, – and then he's averaged his, – his catching is 7.6. So – like his numbers haven't really been as good. Now, some could argue, and I think that's fair, that their offensive line in Minnesota hasn't been very good. They've been rather soft, if you will. They haven't been able to get control of the line of scrimmage, and I think Cook's really still a good weapon. But again, it comes down to how much. I mean, everybody thinks he's going to go to Miami, but mm-hmm. Miami finished 31st in the league last year in rushing attempts. If you're Dalvin Cook, do you want to go somewhere where the ball's never coming to you? I maybe keep him fresh. <laughs> I mean, use him in the passing game, but yeah, I mean, they, you know, they didn't run the ball yeah, at all. I mean, so what people don't understand is is when you when a player has to take a pay cut, 
part of the gift to give back to him to make him feel better is to give him incentives to try to get his number back. And you got to because the the it's hard to because these guys have production. It's hard to create incentives that won't count as likely to be earned. So you come up with a creative way. So you you can't say you know if he gains. X amount of yards, he gained 1173 last year on 264 carries. You've got to find a way to tie his yards gain to a wins to a divisional round or, or something else, something that he did to something that he that the team didn't achieve, okay? Mm-hmm. And then it won't count as likely. And, and that's a hard thing to do if you're Miami. It's a hard thing to do because, you know, he's got these great numbers last year and – and that's going to be a challenge. And Miami's situation is, you know, Miami's of the belief they went all in. I think what the, people don't realize is how they've gone. Miami has gone all in 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 this season in terms of, you know, not only trading for Jalen Ramsey, signing David Long, you know, improving their team, but paying a lot of money to get Vic Fangio and winning the Vic Fangio sweepstakes. Yeah, no, I mean, we talked about them last week. It's like, I like them as what they've done this offseason. They've definitely been improving their roster here. But I'm curious because I'm at our show sponsor, DraftKings, you can bet on which team Dalvin Cook will sign with. And the favorite is Miami because that's what's – he's yeah. from there. He's been linked to them, plus 125. After them, there was the Denver Broncos at 5-1, to one, and then the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills at 9-1, to one, Dallas 10-1, to one, Chicago 13-1. to one. D- Does that kind of make sense for the order? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, like, look, let's take Miami. Miami right now, currently, if where they are, if they go into next year, they're they're over fifty million dollars over the cap already, and they've got some really difficult guys they've got to sign. You know, they've got Christian Wilkins, who's a good player. They've got, you know, this kid Zach Siler, who they got from Baltimore, who's a real two defensive linemen that are going to be huge part of their defense this year that they got to sign. And then they still have the looming Tua contract that if he stays healthy, they're going to have to extend him. They're already $54 million over. So if they do something this year that voids out like Baltimore did, they're just, that, they're just putting more damage into their cap for next year. Now, if they want to go all in and say, look, we'll see the Super Bowl or bust for us, get that, got that, then they're going to live, they're going to live that life like the, the Rams are going to have to live and the Bucks are living and a little bit to an extent that the Vikings are living. So, you know. I, I think that's the hard one. Those teams that you mentioned, I think the best team for them is Washington. I don't mm-hmm. care what anybody – Washington doesn't have a, blue, a a great nickel runner receiver. When they had J.D. McKissick, they were really good. Remember, McKissick signs with Seattle, I think, and then Washington talked him back out of it, and they brought him back, and then he got it hurt. Buffalo, it was Buffalo, I believe. Yeah, it was Buffalo that was got it him. Was it Buffalo? Yeah, Buffalo, okay. yep. Yeah, he was originally in Seattle. So, yeah. like, they they need this player, and Gibson's good. Robinson's good, but they're not they're not a level above him. I, but because of their cap situation and their you know, look, they signed Deron Payne and they basically took all his signing bonus and deferred it to September so that the new owner has to pay it, not not Snyder. <laughs> so that's where I think they get. But to me, that place makes the most sense. They're fifty five to one at DraftKings <laughs> to be Dalvin Cook's next team. And I don't think they'll do it because yeah. they're 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 in limbo. Unless, unless Jonathan, unless uh, Josh Harris gets control of the team in the next week or so, and he decides he's going to spend some money. Yeah, and that's something I know. Uh, Jim Irsay said that it's probably going to be a month or two before the thing finally goes through, and Josh Harris is officially the owner of the Washington Commanders. So it seems like we're still a little bit of ways away from the Harris era 
taking over after the Snyder era for 20-plus years. Uh, let's switch positions, though. We've been talking a lot about running backs on this podcast. I do think it's really fascinating. That's why we spent a lot of time on it. I want to talk to you about DeAndre Hopkins, though, because DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. the former all-pro wide receiver, still on the open market. It's been a couple of weeks now. He took his visit to the Tennessee Titans. At least he arrived in Tennessee on Sunday. I think the visit's going to be coming up later on today. But he also has one scheduled with the New England Patriots. And something that we've discussed on this podcast is the dynamic of Hopkins and now offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien. He's not quite the head coach like he was in Houston, but when he was the head coach in Houston, he traded Hopkins away to Arizona for David Johnson, and I believe a second-round draft pick was the compensation. Do you think that they could make it work? Could they patch up whatever animosity might be existing between those two guys? I think, you know, I mean, look, the NFL is always about patching it up. There's no – every line's drawn in sand. You're going to have to because you're going to have to work with somebody that, you know, it's just part of the world. Uh, and with Belichick as the head coach, he, he's going to handle that and separate, you know, and, and kind of work through that. Do I think it fits for them? I, I'm a little bit dubious of it because, you know, they are – they will have most cap room of any team next year. So whatever they do with Hopkins this year, it's going to really affect them next year because Hopkins is probably going to do a voidable contract that dumps money into next year's cap. And then my question is, even as great as Hopkins is, especially even though he's covered all the time, he makes all these plays, you know, what will he settle for? What will his contract be? You know, what, where is he going to be able to, to do it? Remember, when Beckham signed, that was the th- – he you know, he wanted – he was willing to take a pay cut at Arizona, but then the Beckham deal came in, and he's like, wait a minute, hold on. Now, the one thing I do know, Femi, is when players start to take visits, they don't have a market. Mm. You don't have to get on an airplane if you've got a market. You can just sit at home and just answer the phone. You don't have to worry about going to see people or talking to people, all that. You could talk on the phone, Zoom call, whatever, but you don't have to get on an airplane if you've got a big market. That's, this is going to be the interesting one. It does, what is the market for them? So I guess with him taking this visit, is this him kind of coming to terms with the fact that he's not going to get Odell Beckham money? I, I, I don't think anybody – I mean, he's got – he hired, what, Clutch Sports? Yeah. I don't think they're willing to say – I think they're trying to drive up that business. And But now Buffalo got back in, so that tells you something there, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, there's always news within the news. So Buffalo was out. They signed, they signed Leonard Floyd to play end, which I thought was a good signing for them. They need another rusher to go along uh, on the opposite side of, of Von Miller. So they signed him. So – and they were kind of like they were, they were soft playing the Hopkins thing. Now they're back in as more serious, which tells me the price has come way down. Yeah, no, that's a good sign of the price coming way down. But also with the price coming down, doesn't that bring more teams then into the picture? You mentioned Buffalo's back in. Does that bring yeah. in maybe Kansas City? bring Kansas City, City back in. I mean, okay. remember, now the Patriots signed Smith-Schuster. Kansas mm-hmm. City wanted Smith-Schuster back. They just couldn't pay him as much as New England paid him. So does that mean Kansas City's back in it? And then, you know, even though he's visiting teams, there's teams out there that he may not visit that are still in it because at the end of the day, it always comes down to money. Cleveland Browns, they were the favorite to get him a week ago. Now they're plus 350. The favorite is the Buffalo Bills, plus 250. Detroit's plus 350 as well. Have you heard anything about Hopkins and Detroit being a match? Because the betting market seems to think that they have as good a chance as anyone outside of the Buffalo Bills to land him. Well, I think, and we'll get to this next, is Jamison Williams being suspended for what, gambling? Was yep. it, Did he get suspended, right? Six yes, games? six-game suspension. I mean, you know, I think that they lost DJ Chark, so, you know, They've got good players. I mean, this is a year where Detroit, really, it's in front of them. So I could see them making that move. 
Yep. Restore the roar, man. It's a big year for the Detroit Lions. They're the favorites to win the NFC North. Everybody's excited about them, and they will see them opening night against the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe Hopkins is on one of those teams, or maybe he's on the Buffalo Bills. We should find out later on soon. Do you think this gets done before training camp now or like when people yeah. go on vacation? Okay. I think it'll get done the next, next, next week. I think by the okay. next week it'll get done, unless there's no market. If the market doesn't change, I don't think Clutch is going to just take a bad deal. I think Clutch is going to have to get the number that they want or settle on that. I don't think they're going to t- – there's no sense in taking a bad deal in June. You yeah. take bad deals in July when you got to go to work or August. Yeah, well, clock is ticking. That's for sure. Uh, you hinted at it, the gambling suspensions that we've seen, and I wanted to discuss this before we got out of here and wrapped up for Monday. Uh, obviously, the news has been out there for about a week or so. The Colts cornerback Isaiah Rogers is being investigated for, quote, pervasive NFL betting. He owned up to it. He said, hey, I made a mistake. I didn't mean to harm the team or harm the NFL and all that stuff. But the bigger story of this is that there's reports that there are more players who are being investigated by the league. Like, this is something that's become a thing since that gambling is now legal in, I mean, like 37, 38 states or so in our country. Yeah. Man, like this, do you think this is just going to continue to get worse here before it gets better? Or is the message being sent? I think there. This is an awareness issue. I don't. I think this is an awareness issue. And when it's an awareness issue, you can correct it fairly quickly, mm-hmm. because you have to drive it home. Now, you know, you've got to make players. And I and I think to me, at some point, teams are going to say to t- to players, "Look, put your phones here when you walk in this building, because we're not going to have it, or we're going to check your phones for gambling acts." I mean, we got to be able to do that because this is going to impact your career. And and who could say wrong with that? You could you could download the gambling app when you leave the building, but you can't have it on when you're ha- in the building. Mm-hmm. And and especially they don't want you gambling on the NFL. Like that's the biggest thing I think as well, because like that's right. what, that's when you get the year I mean, suspension. That, that's like, common sense. Yeah, that's common sense, right? That's what they have to do. You would think it's but common to sense. Me, <laughs> well, sometimes common sense isn't common. That's why you have to reinforce it. You have to make it aware every single day. Yeah, now, I I just think and like, obviously like. We work for a gambling network and all that stuff. Like, so we're not like, like I'm not trying to shun players, but the rules are the rules. The NFL says they That's don't want all they you, have to follow. Yeah, they don't want you well, gambling on well, the Brady NFL. Well, Brady said that. Brady said that when he gave the talk to the rookies, like you got to be stupid. This is your livelihood. This is your career. Yeah. Don't risk it on 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 a bet. And the betting companies don't want you doing it either. You know, follow the rules and the protocol. I mean, how many times do you read where uh, we we do a promotion for that? And and there's always the line of make sure you bet within your means and be mm-hmm. smart about it. You know, it's important. Yeah. And this is your livelihood. You know, and and because I know like a lot of people out there, they'll kind of make the false equivalency of. Well, the NFL is in bed with the betting companies. They're sponsored by DraftKings. They're sponsored by this other company over here. It's like that's a totally separate thing. They just put out the rules of they don't want their players betting on the sports. Yeah, they're going to take money from the betting companies because obviously we know betting is a big part of popularity and it drives up the ratings and it drives up just the overall revenue for the league. But that doesn't mean that they want the people in the league betting on it. And also, you can bet on any other sport. If you want to bet on the NBA, knock yourself out. Just do it at home. Right, but let's be mature about this. Yeah, betting's been going on in England for a long time. They don't have this problem. They don't have this problem, right? Mm-hmm. You don't read anything about an English soccer player or a football player betting on his team or betting against a team or whatever because they're aware of it. It's part of who they are. They've made been aware of it. So we can get there. We just have to do a better job of keeping people aware of it. I mean, yeah. betting's been going on in, in, in Europe for years, longer and people have it in their seats and do all that. So the access is, is 24-7. 
but their awareness is much more heightened than ours. And we've got to do a better job. And I think it's got to start in college, too, because yeah. this is how are they monitoring it in college? I think that's the key. Yeah, and, and there's been reports in college. I know like the Iowa Athletic Department, there was stuff about them, some suspicious betting activity. There's been college baseball teams, the Alabama baseball team, there was a controversy about one of the coaches as well that got fired. Like it's there's I think this is the awareness and why this is a good thing that, that we have legalized betting is that we can at least catch this stuff early. If it wasn't legal, we wouldn't be able to catch this stuff early. It could go on for years without us knowing because it was all in the shadows. Now everything's kind of come to light, and we're hypersensitive to it. And now we're seeing the the proper uh, repercussions are are being held or uh, dealt out there now. So we'll continue to track this story. I'm sure there'll be more guys that end up coming out this, but hopefully guys are starting to get the picture and start to listen about, hey, man, you can't be doing this stuff. Like the league says no, so you just got to stop it. And it's not worth your livelihood. It's not worth your paycheck. As the as the great Dr. Phil said, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> the great Dr. Phil. I haven't seen that show. Is it still on the air? I don't even know if it is. It's off. It's oh, gone. Yeah, it's okay. gone. All right. Yeah. You, I didn't know that was part of your afternoon I, Not routine. that I watched it, but that oh. was his <laughs> yeah, Don't do it. <laughs> All right. That's his advice. That's his words of wisdom. And he made a fortune on don't do it. Uh, okay, I got it, Dr. Phil. We won't do it. <laughs> yeah. That's all I had to say. <laughs> that could be a multimillionaire. He might be a billionaire. Who knows? That does it for this edition of the GM Shuffle. Thank you to our producer, Elliot Bowman. Thank you to DraftKings. Thank you to VEASAN. We will talk to you guys on Thursday. Thank you to you, Michael, and I will see you then. Bye.